0: Hi, Yvette. Welcome to the Blue Citron podcast. Good evening. How are you today?
1: Good evening. I'm fine. Thank you so much for inviting me along with
0: Uh, Fantastic. So for our listeners, tonight we have Yvette Ankara and she's a transformational coach and the director of Yvette Ankara Coaching. And uh, as always, we like to bring amazing people. Of course, everyone is uh, amazing in their several ways, but we also like to bring people that we see and know can impact us positively and advise us on the way, uh, you know, not necessarily the way to go, but you know, we can learn from them Uh, based on their advice. So today we're talking to a transformational coach and an MBE older in, uh, I don't know, (laughs) I don't know if that's how it's called, if it's older or if it's, um, I don't know, I'll leave that to you Yvette. So Yvette, Mm -hmm. welcome, welcome to the Blue Citroen podcast. So Yvette, I'll say you should uh, start by telling us just a, a little bit about yourself
1: okay so formal introductions then i'm dr yvette mbe and i'm a transformational coach and i also go by the title of recovering overachiever (laughs) so i work with mostly high achieving corporate women who have decided that they want more so it's often that they want to follow their passion transition and also those women who've already got businesses and Again, are asking that same question, what is it I want, where do I want to go? And my focus is all about helping them achieve their desires, but doing it without stress and burnout. So
0: that's what I do. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. So uh, it's, a, it's, it's an honour to have uh, someone that has the MBE title. Join us on the Blue Citroen podcast. Uh, that's really lovely and hope we get many more. So Yvette, tell us, you are a recovering overachiever, you said. So uh, tell us how you got into the career route of coaching, transformational coaching, so to speak.
1: Transformational coaching is all about working with mindset, all about looking at habits, behaviours, what serves you, what doesn't help you. So that's the mindset work. The whole transformation is about changing how you relate to things. So I'm an NLP, so that's Neuro Linguistic Programming Coach, mm-hmm. as well as a Performance Coach. And before I went into that space, I did coaching mentoring. And I've worked with women for quite a long time. But before that, I worked with organizations, particularly arts-based organizations. And mm-hmm. the coaching side of my practice came in about seven, almost eight years ago. But prior to that, I was a consultant. So my background is actually journalism, marketing, and business development. Before oh. moving into coaching, yeah, well, actually, my first degree was journalism.
0: Ah, okay, interesting, interesting. Wow. Ah, so I mean, since you moved over from the corporate world into uh, into the coaching world, how how has it been? How has it been for you? Has it been uh, clearly? It's been fulfilling, but you know, what has changed since since you became a, a coach?
1: Well, I get to help people. I have my life back. (laughs) I eat lunch at regular times. So, and I don't work 12 hour days anymore.
0: Uh, Lucky for some, lucky for some.
1: some. It's, It's not all blissful, but you know, I choose a lot of what I have in my world right. and a lot of the the things the reason I say I'm recovering overachiever because I am someone that's always pushed for goals, strive, success but I did it in a way that was incredibly unhealthy and not particularly uh-huh. good for my well-being mentally or physically
0: uh-huh, uh-huh. and
1: some of those habits were picked up in corporate life where expectations were that you burnt the candle at both ends that you you know you deliver 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 and there wasn't much of me left. And mm. I was very good at showing up, very good at getting my clients what they needed, but not very good at looking after me. So it mm. wasn't a surprise when I burnt out the first time. And mm. then I did it several other times. And oh, wow. the issue always was that i took me wherever i went so even though i said i'm gonna leave corporate and do something else i still took those still behaviors that way of being that way of operating to different spaces so then the outcome again the same burning out right. feeling exhausted believing weekends would um, bring me some you know living for holidays and i'm sure some of your listeners can understand what that feels like where you just thinking okay countdown to the holiday countdown to the weekend and count down to retirement so that was
0: that yeah. was the, the
1: thing and it's you know living in this well once I get this once I get that once I do that I need to push some more, some more. and there was no contentment no fulfillment and also mm. no real awareness in myself of what that was doing until I became incredibly ill yeah. And that was when I had to take a stock take and really kind of start looking at changing practices, changing behaviors and, yeah. you know, get into that space where, you know, I was not able to function and having to mm. come back from that. So when I see that in others, I want to reach out and still be successful, but you don't need to grind yourself into the ground in the process. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. I think this is going to be very helpful to quite a lot of our listeners, really, especially those that are already in the working age and those that are not. Uh, What I mean by that is some 18-year-olds are just not working yet. And if we happen to have some 17-year-olds that stumble on this conversation at some point, then they can also you know, start to learn that, okay, when I do get into university and when I finish and when I start a career, it's very important to look after myself. I don't necessarily need to burn out and i think the corporate world has a way of making you know young people when they start work has a way of almost running them to the ground because they feel oh they're young they have the energy and they should be able to deliver 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 and then before you know it time just passes by for these young people and next thing you know they are within the middle age and then they're looking towards retirement so yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's a vicious circle of some sort and well, scary you know <laughs>
1: we spend 90,000 hours of our life at work you really want to wow. enjoy what you do right
0: wow wow 90,000 I didn't know that 90,000 90 000. 90,000 zero, yeah. 000 of our lives at work at
1: work so you know you, loving what you do is really quite important
0: aha <laughs> uh-huh. right okay well, that's uh, that's food for thoughts and something, you know, uh, one should think about. 90,000 hours at work. Interesting. Right, Yvette, what skills has helped you to get into become you know, a coach? Was this based out of experience of, you know, burning out and wanting to help you know, obviously that's how the you know the 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 plan was born, the business was born, and 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 the service was born. But what what skills did you bring on to help you to to become a a, a better coach?
1: Well, I'm in training. I believe in personal development, and actually the coaching side started with wanting to help more women, particularly mothers, who had business ideas or had businesses and people didn't know about them. So it started much more from business. Um, very much focused on that. The transformational elements came in later when I realised that I can create plans for people and help them through that, but without addressing their deeper issues, without addressing their their inner world, it wouldn't mm-hmm. really translate so much to the outer world. So in terms uh-huh. of skills, so I have a background, as I said, in journalism and writing. So there's that that has reared its head after many years. I'm back to doing lots of writing articles as well. All right. I do a lot of public speaking now mm-hmm. about the topics that I'm passionate about. There's also that my own sort of dis- determination and tenacity, and it is a passion. It is a passion for me to see women thrive, particularly women, Yeah. to see yeah. them excel, to see them soar. I love when I'm working with people, seeing almost the light bulb is that actually, they can do this and That they don't need to, you know, operate in the way they have been operating and that it is possible to to do something different and to be different. So also this, you know, curiosity. I'm very curious. It's important to be curious. I need to get to, to know people. I need to to work out how they do what they do. Mm-hmm. What's the procedure? You know, because people have what we call the strategies. It's how you do something. There's a lot of automatic behaviors that we have. You know, if I said to you, How'd you make a cup of tea? You probably never really thought about it. There's a lot of things you automatically do when you make a cup of tea. Now imagine you've got loads of automatic behaviours when it comes to lots of things. How you interact with people, how you make decisions, how you show up. And some of those may be really useful and some of those may not be. So it's understanding those things Mm -hmm. and being curious about people and wanting to ask questions and wanting to connect. You know, you can't do what I do without being interested in people.
0: Uh Haha, that is so true. Yeah, that is so true. And that's not for everyone, you know. Some people just find it difficult to <laughs> to be super interested in people. So, yeah. And that's, uh, that's actually a very important thing to note, to be uh, a coach and to be able to even, you know, take up uh, the mantle of wanting to help people, wanting to help women, wanting people to live a better life and wanting people to be able to, you know, manage their time, marry their time with whatever, you know, Job that you're doing, and hopefully it's a job that they uh, enjoy. Now that you've made me realize, we spend ninety thousand <laughs> hours of our life at work. So yeah, uh, one has to love people to to do what you do. Mm. So, uh, Eva, tell us: Do you have any anything that you're working on at the moment, or maybe there's a specific you know challenge that you're looking to add to what you what you already do, and you're looking to you know to crush and make you know, make happen? Oh, yeah,
1: <laughs> I haven't lost any, any <laughs> haven't lost
0: any drive and ambition at all.
1: I just do things from a less hectic pace, shall we say. Yeah, I mean, at the moment, okay. one of the things that I'm creating and bringing to life is a program aimed very specifically at those corporate women who have got that side hustle, that side gig, and um, mm-hmm. want to bring that to the fore. They're ready to now commit to it fears and insecurities and the worries will it work am i good enough can i make it work can i make it make enough money for me you know am i ready to leave my comfortable life in corporate those questions come up a lot and this program is about looking at those questions and helping people stand in their strength clear out their limiting beliefs and really help them Uh move forward and create a plan so that says that when they're ready, they can walk out on their own terms. So they're not carried out because they've got exhausted. They're not, you know, fired because they're not productive enough at because they're just so, you know, worn out. It is about being motivated, energised, standing in your strength and leaving when you're ready, knowing that on Monday morning, when you wake up, you know, yeah. after you've left that job, you know exactly what you're doing, how you're going to do it, what you want to be, and, you know, how you're going to move forward. Because so many people keep saying, when yeah. I do this, I might, you know, be ready to leave. And uh, what usually happens is they don't even work on the when I do this.
0: Hmm. Yeah. It stays
1: there. And they remain unfulfilled and unhappy. And that impacts your physical well-being, your mental well-being, impact productivity impacts everything and at some point there's a case of actually well how do I make it work what do I need to do let me take that step to really get into this and see what I need to commit because on top of your day job if you have that side gig you're working an extra 15 hours and the rest yeah (laughs) so how how do you stay energized how do you stay motivated how do you still you know be on your A game at work and still yeah. deliver this and get to that lovely beautiful tipping point where you're earning enough money in that side gig that you can walk away from the day job
0: interesting interesting yeah interesting and so you, you i mean all what you've said is actually <laughs> I, i'm actually really thinking about it it's uh, it's it's amazing and yeah you're right we need to yeah we women we you know for those that are still working in a corporate world that have got side gigs you know it's important to be able to 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 make that decision as opposed to keep procrastinating if you really want to leave the corporate world you just have to go for it and before you go for it the side gig how is that going, you know, Mm -hmm. and have you grown it as it's, you know, has it been nurtured up to the point that it would, you know, put you on the level of what the corporate world was giving you or even better. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hopefully people would probably look at it in, in a better, better way. So is this something that you do regularly? This, I mean, you, did you mention that you have, or you're working on a, on a plan or something, you know, is, is this, is this something that you do regularly like every month or every three months or, it's, or I don't it's know, an eight or week, every half a year. Well, it's an eight
1: week program, which will okay. um, run. So what the plan is, is to have a first, if it gets filled, because I keep the numbers low because it's an intimate program. Right. So I will run two cohorts at the most at one time. So it's not one of those classes where you get 100 people on there and it's it's not about that. It's a maximum of 10 people on each cohort because everybody gets an individual one-to-one session with me where we clear those limited beliefs uh-huh. where we do that work and at the end they also get one-to-one work with me and there's a vip option if they want to have other more one-to-one time but it's a mixture of okay. the one-to-one plus the eight-week online program so that's the only group program that i'm going to be running otherwise it's one-to-one mm. work And for those who've already got established businesses, I've got an online program which is, you know, they can go through by themselves if they so desire. Mm -hmm. So I've done it so that people can access me at different ways, you know. I've always got different bits on my blog or, you know, on posts so people can Mm -hmm. get information from me because I know Mm -hmm. not everyone is in the financial position to to do that, so there is, you know, a range of options available for people. But it's mostly about, you know, mindset work it is all about what's going on with you and understanding who you are what you truly want and going and getting it
0: yeah absolutely absolutely and this is a very positive uh, thing that you're doing. And uh, I thank you for that. And I'm hoping, you know, lots of people are taking, lots of women especially, are taking advantage of this. Yeah, this this, this is amazing. So Yvette, what you're doing is all nice and great. But tell us, who's who's the woman behind all this? You know, who's, who's Yvette? Ah, well,
1: <laughs> Yvette is an interesting woman who's <laughs> my third person. I am a multi-potentiate, <laughs> I have lots of things that I love, I'm involved in lots of projects and lots of things because I'm, I'm passionate about lots of different things, so I give my time to charities, I'm involved in two charities, one deals with well-being and mental health, the other one deals with creative work, creative businesses, workspaces and apprenticeships, So again, you know, it's Mm -hmm. all about how we change this, everything I do is all about how we change the world and make it a better place. I'm involved in other programs, which so learning platforms, things like that, I'm involved in that. I've got a consultancy that I'm involved with and as I said, I'm a woman of multiple passions and one of the -hmm. things I describe myself is a catalyst for change. I know that it's not my role to do everything I don't want to I'm not interested in doing everything yeah. but some of some of the things that I do is to help spark that in others to help network people yeah. with others so that sometimes that conversation leads to something really amazing to kind yeah. of help see that spark in somebody and make it grow you know that's kind of what I love doing as well it's not for me to do absolutely everything my job is to support those who are doing their thing and help them do it you know so that they can change yeah. the world as well themselves and that's the other thing I don't just work with someone who just wants to make money yeah. if you just want to make money yeah, I'm not your coach <laughs> So, you know, <laughs> if there's a purpose that you want to live there's other things that you want to do there's things that you want to give there's things that you need yeah. to be to do that then talk to me but if it's just I want to make a million you yeah. know then I'm not the woman for you <laughs>
0: It's than that for me. That's good to
1: know. It's deeper than exactly. that for me, is it? <laughs> more and and that's you know that's and my whole values and ethos is about how do we create more equity? How do we do things to support more? How do we give back? So you know, great, make that million, but then how do you support others who are coming up? How do you reach down and support those? you know, whether it's been mentoring, whether it's giving your time, whether it's donated to charities. lots of ways to support others and that's something that's quite
0: important yeah.
1: to me. I'm also married and mother as well, so a lot of people don't realise I'm, I'm those mm-hmm. things. But yeah, so I'm, I've got a, a son and um, yeah, I'm also mm-hmm. very passionate about my roots and my belonging and where I'm from. So my family's from Ghana and uh-huh. my PhD work is nice. all about race, class, identity and belonging. So. I'm a sociologist as well. And that's the area that I specialize in.
0: Right, right, right. That's interesting. And where are your roots in Ghana? Do you, do you care to share that?
1: Oh yeah, I'm an Ashanti, my family uh, of okay. region. So yeah. Right,
0: right. Okay. I don't know too much about Ghana, but I do know uh, I do know a few bits to be fair. My my grandma actually spent about 20 years of her life in Ghana, okay. and that was a very long time ago. Yeah. That was a very long time ago. So, my aunt, that's my mom's youngest sister, was actually born in Ghana, okay. so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's quite interesting, yeah. But of course with my my work in the the oil and gas space or energy industry actually had taken me more to to Ghana, Accra and and Tema. Yep. So, but I'll, I'll really love to to go deep, you know, into the country as I am now looking to travel Africa more. Yep. I mean, this is a little bit shameful. I've only been to eight African countries. But I hear some people have been to even all, some have been to like 20 or 30 something, uh, I've been to eight. I haven't so, even been to that uh, many. I think I tried. I haven't even
1: been to that many, so <laughs> you've done more than I have. So, but for me as well, I want to do more as well, particularly in Ghana and particularly across the diaspora. Yes. So it's yes. something that I'm already connected with some projects in Ghana and I want to expand that as well. So, yeah. and particularly the work oh, that I'm doing, I want to bring more of that there, you know, I want more of that to happen with businesses on the ground there, with women on the ground there, and working with particularly Mm -hmm. female-led businesses there. That's something that I'm very passionate about as well. So, you know, going forward, there is much more that I wish to do in Ghana and across Mm -hmm. the African continent, that's something that's Mm -hmm. in the the pipeline, shall we say.
0: lovely yeah that's that's really lovely and uh, there's a lot that's been happening in ghana since i'll say since last year especially with the president you know being in charge of or you know promoting the the year of the return and yeah it's like almost all the uh, black people in in America, for example, have shown some sort of interest in wanting to to know their roots, taking the DNA test and things like that. And a lot of them have been visiting the continent more. And of course, a year of the re- return was an eye opening for a lot of them as well. I think the president did an amazing job, of course, with the entire committee, because I mean, the president couldn't have done it alone. <laughs> he had to do with, you know, a whole lot of, you know, people, uh, the entire committee that was behind that. That was really, really nice and yeah it's I think it's put Ghana on the map and a lot of people have been talking so much about Ghana of recent and I'm hoping I mean the name was the gold coast wasn't it and I'm hoping that you know either returns as the name or it stays as Ghana but still have that you know uniqueness of being the gold coast because yeah it's just yeah it's just beautiful I know my my grandma used to say a lot about it back then yeah when she was alive so (laughs) that was a long time ago (laughs) it is a beautiful it is a beautiful
1: place but also you know in terms of looking at return and looking at that work you know that work's been going on for over 20 years obviously the new president has come in and really pushed that but it's important that it's not just a holiday destination and and also things yeah. that out of the country that people put into yes. the country. So that's something that's yes. quite important. And it's about diasporans connecting with people on the ground and you know doesn't matter how many letters I've got before or after my name I was born in the UK I was raised in the UK so I it's not about me going Mm -hmm. in imposing and saying this is something that I'm bringing and you need to learn it's about you know what's Mm -hmm. needed how can I help what can you know what how can my skills support people and about having partnerships and connectivity because there's often that danger of that imposition coming from the outside
0: yeah Thank you. That's, uh, yeah, you're amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for that. So Yvette, before I let you go, just uh, one last thing. It would be nice if you can leave a nice parting advice for our listeners today.
1: I think something that people often forget is about taking care of themselves. They neglect Mm. themselves to their detriment, and it's only until something serious happens that they realize that actually taking care of themselves is important. So you know they're going on and right now is a good time to think about you know what you need to take care of you and understand that it's not selfish, it's important because all the things that you want to achieve, all the things that you're connected with, they're not going to thrive if you're not thriving
0: Mm -hmm. so it
1: starts with you and it starts from the inside going out and it starts with you being clear on your why why are things important to you why do you want to do the things you do and what drives you and really kind of spend time connecting with yourself and asking some of those really important questions and then thinking how do I sustain myself what nourishes me what energizes me how can I look after me and I think that's something really critical and is self-neglected from when you're in the corporate world when you're in the business world you know if you're going to hit those kpis make sure there's take self-care
0: wow interesting interesting thank you so much for that well our listeners you you heard yvette if you're going to have kpis make sure that kpi includes yourself it's important we look after ourselves regardless of whatever we find ourselves doing wherever we find ourselves in the world it comes from the inside out. You have to take care of yourself because if you don't take care of yourself, then how are you able to be the best of yourself to be able to also give the best of yourself? So you have to you have to look after yourself. Well, Yvette, thank you so, so, so much for joining us uh, this evening and being part of the Blue Citron podcast. This really, really means a lot to me. I appreciate it. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners have learned, they've listened and learned from you this evening and you know listeners if you're you know you're out there and you want to you would like to know more about you know how to relax take good care of yourself know what's important you know plan properly you have Yvette Yvette is here to help all of us uh, to be able to take up you know things that we want to do channel them in the right way and right places while remembering that we are still human, and we need to take good care of, care of ourselves, and we need to think our, about ourselves first before we crash and burn. It's very easy for people to forget all in the name of wanting to be perfect, all in the name of chasing the dollar, the pound, or whatever the the, the, the currency denomination is, and all in the name of wanting, you know, to chase that promotion. Uh, at the end of the day. It's you have to think about yourself. It's all about you first, Mm -hmm. and it's only when you can give the best to yourself that you can, you know, become the person that you really want to to be. Exactly. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. It's been (laughs) delightful. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, and thank you to our listeners as well. And it's been here. We look forward to having you in our next episode. And I'm signing out of Blue Citron for the evening. Thank you so much. Cheers. Bye-bye.